The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a weekly look at Portland's nonprofits and do gooders with interviews, music, and documentaries. You're listening to the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X Ray FM, brought to you by the Media Institute for Social Change a public interest media lab that works to inspire, empower, and engage emerging media producers. Learn more online at mediamakingchange.org. I'm Carly Meisberger. Today, we continue to focus on the work being done by Blanche House. We talk with Katie Fackler, a volunteer beekeeper who gives us the buzz about Blanche Farm. Look 
Bussy, it's the Nonprofit Happy Hour at X-Ray FM. I'm joined with Katie Fackler, who is a beekeeper, uh, volunteering with the Blanchet House. Uh, last week, we spoke with Scott Kerman, who's executive director for the Blanchet House. And Katie, you fit in in a different regard. You don't work in their downtown uh, food providers, or, but you work out at a farm. That's, that's right. The Blanche House has a 62-acre farm that's mostly used for rehabilitation for people who are vulnerable um, and drug and alcohol. And uh, they have a lot of animals out there, and now they have uh, bees. Let's, let's back. Let's rewind a little bit. Um, so talk to me a little bit about the, the Blanche House and what your involvement before the bees was. My involvement was just in the morning. I was serving breakfast um, a couple times a month, and uh, and that was it. I was just helping. I was on the line, passing out food. And how did you get involved with that in the first place? Oh, I have a really wonderful coworker. Her name is Kristen Quinn, and her family has a long involvement with the Blanche House, and she encouraged me to volunteer with her. Yeah, and so, I mean, the Blanche House has been around since post-World War II. I mean, just a few years after, and set up by University of Portland students at first as a, as a, as a um, service to provide, and 70-some years on, and especially right now, is serving about 2,000 meals a day, which is, which is amazing. Um, now, you're not a full-time beekeeper. I am not. I am not. I am more of a hobby, hobbyist beekeeper. Okay. What do you do in your full-time life? Um, I work in finance. I work for a small uh, advisory group, and it's affiliated with Wells Fargo, but um, it's Anderson Wealth Management Group. That's who I work with. Okay, which I, 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 I don't know. There's maybe some analogy to busy bees there and finances, but otherwise, uh, what started your interest in beekeeping? Uh, my father, he's a beekeeper, and he started the, uh, he started with wanting, I guess, he started wanting to do a master's program. Um, Oregon State University, University has a master in beekeeping, and he decided that that was something he wanted to do in retirement, and so I started helping him more and got involved in it as well, so I'm in the program as well, and just kind of going from there. What what does one learn? What does one learn uh, when when uh, learning? I mean, obviously, lesson one I would assume is don't get stung, stay calm. But <laughs> stay I'll, calm is probably the biggest one. Okay. Yeah, you get stung, but. <laughs> I mean, how how long is the program? How much? How involved is it to beekeeping? How complicated is beekeeping? You know, beekeeping can be as complicated as you want to make it. There's a lot of. Uh, 
different factors. Um, the program that I'm in is at least a five-year program. And it has three different levels. Um, there's an apprentice level, which is uh, two years. There's a journeyman level, which can take two to three years. And then the master's level, which is however long it takes you. Most people do the program in about five to six years. And how far along are you? I am in the journeyman level. So okay. I'm smack in the middle. Okay. And uh, I, I, I want to let's let's go now to the the bigger picture and uh, Blanche Farm. Um, this, describe it. You said it's sixty some acres. It's it's out in Carlton, which is often associated with wine country in its most romantic version. Um, describe the the area out there a bit. You know, it, it's actually beautiful. You can see all of the wine country from their farm. They have. Um, they have a super amazing group of pigs um, uh, that had babies recently, which is quite fun. They have ducks and chickens. They have goats. Um, it's very, it's very little red hen, little barn looking farm. It's beautiful. And and when you say they, does Blanche House actually own the farm, or is this? Uh, they do. They do. And the men that work there take a lot of pride and ownership in it. Okay, and and um, so you've started this beekeeping program there. You're you're the one that came up with the idea. Um, yes, yes, I did. Uh, when <laughs> it's funny, I had been reading a book about uh, beekeepers who, or I guess Cornell University had put out a little pamphlet in 1910, talking to shell-shocked men who are coming back from the war about the therapeutic benefits for beekeeping and how it was calming and you had to really focus on something and it could quiet voices in your head and allow you to see something bigger and it kind of spoke to me really strongly so when i was working at the blanche house or excuse me at the blanche house i Got to meet Scott and I was talking to him about what I was doing in my program with beekeeping and he said, oh, I think that would be amazing. I, I, th I can see that. There's also a lot of programs um, nationally for beekeeping as therapy. There's uh, beekeeping programs in prisons. There's beekeeping programs um, such as Hive for Heroes, which is teaching veterans uh, marketable skill in beekeeping. Wow. So that was and, kind of where the idea came from. And so the program's new. Yes. Um, have you been able to take on any, uh, lack of a better word, clients? Um, or, or are there people that are out there beekeeping now or has uh, COVID uh, paused the program? No, not at all, actually, not at all. We have, uh, we have four hives going um, and they're going quite well, we've done We've done three inspections so far, so we're going about every, I'm going about every two weeks out there. Um, and it seems to be going really well. Bees are adapting very nicely to living out on the farm. See? 
Katie Fackler is a beekeeper with the Blanchet House. Talk to me about the, so, I mean, the bees, obviously, they're, they're, they're delivered. There's sort of a, a package of them, right? There's a queen bee and a number of bees that are delivered. There's a queen bee, and the, it came in, they came in four boxes, so each hive had its own. So I delivered four queens and four boxes with about 20,000 bees in each box. So. Wow. How, yeah. how, how big of a box, uh, 20,000 bees requires how big of a box? It's not a very big box. It's surprising. It's probably maybe triple shoe box size. So you have 80,000 bees, which is essentially like, that's the same number population of Bend, Oregon. <laughs> I know, isn't that crazy? And, and uh, what, what sort of territory do, do 80,000 bees need? I mean, they, this is their home and they obviously, they fly off, they pollinate, they come back to the hive. Mm -hmm. what, how far away are they flying? How, how, what's their territory? They're usually, they have a, the average bee, their territory is probably two to up to 10 miles, but pretty much about two miles around their hive. There's, um, 
there's a lot for them to forage on. They, they have a couple of fields of clover that have been planted by their neighboring farmers. And of course the vineyards, and then they have um, some fruit and nut trees behind them. So, okay. And they'll and be well-fed bees. How many, and this is uh, strictly for, for the men of Blanche House or who's, who's yep. working, okay. There's only men out there. How many people, how many men are involved right now? Uh, we had two, but uh, now we're down to one. Okay, so one so, primary. Uh, one primary so far. And does he work, does he live out there? He does live out there. Okay, um, and so, you know, we, obviously we don't need specifics and we want to we want to protect any identity, but here, but I'm assuming this is a formerly homeless man uh, with probably with some drug or alcohol issues in his past. Yes, and and some mental health issues as well. Okay, and, and so how how is he doing with the bees and how are the bees doing with him? He is doing wonderful. He's really doing wonderful. It's it's really actually a great source of pride to watch him. He's he's really calm. He he is a quick learner. So it's a great thing. Okay. And then what um play this forward a little bit. When has honey been produced at all yet? Well, the bees start storing honey almost immediately. Um we probably won't be harvesting any honey for use on the farm until next year. We'll, we'll leave whatever they, they acquire this year for them so that they can make it through the winter. Okay. And then, and, and then will that be for sale or what, what's, I mean, is the purpose of this uh, completely therapeutic or is there actually uh, a revenue that, that will help uh, go to fund this specific program or where does the money flow? You know, I'm really hoping uh, with bees, you never know, with the new program, you never know, but the, the goal is to actually have honey and sell it and, and have some revenue. That, I think that would be, that would be fantastic. And, and, and um, perhaps he would sell it at a farmer's market or how would that work? That a... you know, I haven't, we haven't even gotten to that Okay. That okay. Yet. That's our, that, that card is so far ahead of this horse. And, and then just also, I'm curious. I mean, so obviously you, you, you know about beekeeping um, and you're using it for therapy. Um, is there any more direct application? Do you have any experience with therapy? Is that necessary for this? Or you're, you're there for the bees and the bees, and this is all just sort of organically and naturally happening. That's exactly it. It's, it's, I'm, I was mostly interested in bees. Um, but, you know, it, I find a lot of comfort in them. So I thought others would as well. Wonderful. Um, Katie Fackler is a beekeeper with the Blanche House um, and, and Blanche Farm. Um, anything you can talk to people about in terms of if they want to support the program, they want to learn more about it, or, uh, I mean, I, I, I think part of, part of what's exciting about this is the specific program itself, but just the idea that you had the initiative to do this, that you were already volunteering, uh, serving food to um, homeless population downtown Portland, and you just had a conversation and now you are changing, truly changing one man's life. I hope so, I really hope so. I hope, and I hope more. I hope, I hope that we're able to do more. And you know? 
can you add anything? I mean, if somebody's listening, they're like, ah, I have an idea. <laughs> um, oh, I think they should go for it. They should totally go for it. I think the more you can do to help others, the better, the better it is for everybody. You feel great about it. And, you know, for me, being able to connect with something nature and, and being beneficial, it was a win-win all over. Katie, thank you so much for the idea. Thank you for taking the time. And um, I look forward to seeing, I don't know what you'd call it, uh, Blanche honey? Uh, I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping we get some farm honey, some Blanche farm honey. Anyway, thank you, Phil. It was great talking with you. Take care. One, one, two, three. I'm a baby, I'm buzzing round.
The Nonprofit Happy Hour is made possible by Beneficial State Bank, a certified B Corps that holds to what it calls a triple bottom line of social justice, environmental well-being, and economic sustainability. If your organization or business is interested in underwriting our show, please email phil at mediamakingchange.org. The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a production of the Media Institute for Social Change and KXRY Radio, X-Ray FM. Our host is Phil Bussey. Our executive producer and editor is me, Carly Meisberger. Archives of past shows can be found on our SoundCloud page. Questions, comments, or ideas about the show can be sent to info at mediamakingchange.org. Thanks for tuning in.